This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. As far as the far east, is God not glorious? These are not things we'll have thought of in times like this, except... Um, God has allowed it to happen. And that's going to be a common feature in the church as we go forward. Greater collaborations and greater working together and the body being brought together. Uh, God is so wise, so wise. That's why, as many of you will know, my favorite verse of scripture is Romans chapter 11, verse 33. All the depth of the wisdom. God is just, is just awesome. It's just awesome. And this gladdens our heart a lot. Um, in the morning prayer, I think I mentioned as well that, um, you know, sometime back, I think folks have started working on this quite for some time. And uh, when it came out, the UK blessing uh, that was championed by Tim Hughes, uh, who is now in Birmingham, um, I was so enthralled by that. And so I think I mentioned to some of the folks, and I think I, I learned then that we have something being planned as well. And there you go. Um, that one has already garnered about uh, two million and counting on YouTube. Now, this is going to have a good run as well. That's as you take it on and, you know, we, we, we do the right justice to it. So, please publicize this one. Let everyone know. Um, the link to the YouTube video will be on our social media platform. And you can use our handle, F-O-L-R-C-C-G, Foxtrot, Oscar, Lima, Romeo, Charlie, Charlie, Golf. Um, so, in case there are people who need um, accessibility, that's why I'm repeating that. So, please, you can always go and, um, and share it. Let other people know. It's very, very heartwarming indeed. Classic, classic, classic it is. And the church is marching on. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Can I hear you? Amen unto that one. Amen and amen. And well done to all the team that work very hard on that, the producer, the arrangers, the soloists, the body, the instrumentalists, awesome, awesome work done. There are many other people that supported them that were not listed there, and we give all the honor and glory to God. Thank you very much for your scrolling. It's a bit late now. God bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are fantastic. You know, they've, I, wherever you are, will you please just clap for them for me? I mean, they've been doing very well, and I mean it. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. The technical team has been doing awesome, and the, 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 the world, you know, we should always celebrate them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, talk to us again today. You've got something in mind, and I pray that your heart's desire for us shall be established. Bring us right to the center of your will. As human as we are, we have the tendency to look too much inward than look out. And that out is not to any but to you. I ask that the main message of people we take away from here today is to learn to look out. Whether it is due to external pressures whether it's due to inner feelings and lacks, our help is in the Lord. He says, I look up to the hills where my help comes from. My help's coming from the Lord who makes the heaven and the earth. Lord, right now, as it is in the military parade, we say, eyes right. All eyes are up now. 
dare I say, eyes up unto Jesus, spiritually speaking. And we will see you. And your name shall be glorified. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Amen. I will create time for us to pray a little bit today. So my message is apparently a little bit short. And um, so we'll try and see how the Lord will move us quickly. I read from Mark chapter 6, verses 34 to 44. Mark chapter 6, 34 to 44. Please listen carefully as I read from the New King James Version. And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them. Because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. When the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place and already the hour is late. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread. For they have nothing to eat. But he answered and said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, hey, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? But he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they are found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he commanded them to make them all sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks in hundreds and in fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and brought the loaves, and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate and were filled. And they look, took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fish. Now, those who had eaten the loaves were about 5,000 men. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. How many loaves do you have? Go and see. Got five quick points to take note for you, hopefully, and trusting in faith that God will expand them in your heart. Number one, whatever you have in your hand has value. Whatever you have in your hand has value. That's what we call the principle of the seed. Whatever, whatever you have in your hand. Um, it might be soiled. <laughs> It might be rumpled, you see, it has value. You have heard of that analogy before when a man had uh, um, they use a hundred dollar bill, but I can use a hundred pound bill. I hope you've seen a hundred pound bill before. Have you seen it before? You don't know where well, there's a hundred pound bill actually in Scotland. Yeah, there's a hundred pound bill. So the man took, let's say, two fifty pound bill. You can, you can identify with that. Or took a fifty pound note and scrambled it and stamped on it and stamped on it and asked somebody, he said, um, well, go and throw it away. He said, throw it away. No, he said, it's still 50 pounds. Oh, that is it. No matter whatever has happened to what God has given unto you, the value remains. You can straighten it. You can iron it. You can gently clean it out. But don't lose that which the Lord has given unto you. And that is the usual point in which many do stumble. 
The child the Lord has given unto you has value. The spouse the Lord has given unto you, the sibling the Lord has given unto you, irrespective of how crumbled and how rumpled they may be. The neighbor the Lord has given unto you, they've got value. You must never, ever throw things away. We live in a very wasteful world. You agree with me? We did a study here sometime. I can't remember the figure exactly, but it was astounding. I think it was in the book, Debt. You know how to come out of debt. And I think there's some research I did. And they mentioned the amount of food that is wasted every year. I don't want to give you a fraud figure, but it is astounding. It goes into thousands of millions of tons that we throw away. Well, I didn't lie. Well, go and check your fridge. See what we throw away in this coming week. You remember, they buy three, they buy two, get third free. And they want to help, you, help them dump it. And so, because we live in a wasteful world, even things that are in our hand that are non-tangible, we have learned, unfortunately, and inadvertently, to throw them away. Please, whatever the Lord has placed in your hand, cherish them, cherish them because they've got value. Luke chapter 17, verse 6. Luke chapter 17, verse 6. And that's talking about the mustard seed. And it says here, so the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea. Another one, he said, the kingdom of God looks like a mustard seed. When you put it to the ground, it will grow and have leaves. Seeds have got potential. The acorn that you see has got oak inside it. I beg of you, and I can spend all day talking about this one. It does not even, it's not so much about the quantity, but the value. Mark chapter 12, verses 41 to 44, talks about the widow's offering. When the woman put a little bit in the offering basket, and it looked like, ah, others were derided. Jesus Christ said, that thing she's put there has got value. All the big things that the Pharisees brought, they, they said, Jesus Christ said, small it may be, there's a value in it. In Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it tells us that every one of us will be given a measure of faith. Don't trifle. Don't joke with what God has given you. Let me hear your good amen unto that. Don't joke with it. You have something tangible in your hand. Your talent, the gifting of God in your life, they are all very valuable. And the man that was given one talent in Matthew chapter 25, beginning from 14 to 25, Matthew 25, 14 to 25, his main problem was that he did not value what was given unto him. It's not about the matter of size. He just thought, what will I do with this one? Don't ever say that. In actual fact, in that passage, the Bible said, the master gave unto them as much as everyone can handle. And the, number one, the person with two knew that if I can handle two very well, I will be increased. The Bible said, give more unto those that I've got already. Handle what God has given unto you. Many of us, we are looking for big, big appointments. You know what? As we normally say, you know, like an inside joke amongst us. The parawa that you are doing, have you been faithful there? I've told some of you my stories. When I first came to this country, before I settled on as many in my own time and generation did, maybe just for a short while, we pick hard things here and there to do. And they saw that this guy, they never knew how qualified I was. They saw that, what's wrong with this guy? I mean, the most menial and the most, you know, small of all things. I remember one of my colleagues at that time, we were still joking. He said, we'll go, we'll stay with somebody. He said, we'll go jogging in the morning, you know, because he's just going to do some little odd job before, you know, he's able to finish his qualifying exam and then start practicing. And then people were wondering, why are you so excellent? Well, when they eventually saw him in his full profession as a qualified surgeon and was practicing, 
I don't know that would have been wondering. I must have seen you before. You are the one that you are doing that maniac job very well. Whatever I see your hand, do it well. Do it well. It's got value. Because of my time, I go to point number two. Whatever is in your hands is not only for you. And that is hard for many to understand. Whatever is in your hand is not only for you. We are in a generation in which is me, me, me. If you think so, you are only joking. There's nothing that is in your hand that is only for you. And I find that in scriptures that there are two ways in which um, God can separate something from somebody. He can take it forcefully or he can take the person from the thing. I pray he won't take you from the thing. You know what I'm talking about? Because that was the story of the man that had many possessions that the Bible said concerning him. That after a while, he said, my soul, rest now and enjoy yourself. And God told him, he said, tonight your soul shall be required of you. Now, that thing was not taken from him. It was taken from that thing. And there's some grievous slavery which people can be separated from whatever they have. We need to be very careful. Very hard word, very hard message. But it is very true. Whatever is in your hand is not your own. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 to 13. Put that on the screen for me, please, so that we can all read it clearly. Ephesians 4, 12 to 13. He's talking about the issue of the kingdom of God. He said, for the equipping of, if you go to verse 11, please, so that I can make sense of all. That starts with a small letter. And he himself, God, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, verse 12. For, why did he give them? For, why did he give them? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, that is of serving, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. The little gift that I'm exercising here is not for my consumption, it is for you. I must develop it day by day because I will give an account of it. The gifting that has been given unto everyone that is supporting this broadcast, whether in every part of the world or in any part of the room, specifically, in fact, any part of the world, because part of supporting this ministration today was that wonderful medley that was done for us. Everyone, they use their greed for the equipping of the saints. You must know that. You must know that. And don't use it with the intent of profiting from it. Just serve with what God has given you. And let him pay you in his own way. And I made that with all my heart. Uh, because I'm very business-minded as well. The Lord has warned me I should not do business. I've mentioned to you, that, you know, I, I believe if God allows me to do business, I shouldn't make a hash of it somehow. I believe so, with his help, though. But I haven't talked about that. I'm business-minded. That's where I was going. But in spite of that, don't start anything with the purpose of just making money, starting with the purpose of serving others. Whatever God has given you to bless others, God will reward you beyond your imagination. Whether you are working at a hospital, you are working as a teacher, remember those children. Pour yourself into them. Wherever you are. And that is the mindset of truly successful people. In Genesis chapter 50, verses 20 and 21. After, that was why Joseph succeeded. If you've listened to me through the years, hopefully you will go back and find time to read the life, the biographies of these three people in the scripture because I oft quote them. You know, for some great men of God I know, one, my father and the Lord, you know, he, he specializes, you know, so much on Elijah and Elisha. Ah, they are great men. But for me, you know, I want to be honest with you, I love David and I love Joseph. I love David and I love Joseph. If I'm going to put another one, Paul is a little bit too intense for me. Well, I love the guy. Boy, man, tough, man. It's a, but I love, you know, David is down to earth. He loves music, very nice guy. Very, I, I, I can read David ten times a day. And Joseph is another guy. 
You know, he went through so many trials. But something that stood out in the life of Joseph was that everything he had he was using to serve until the thing started serving him. Whatever God has given you, use it to serve, and that thing will eventually serve you. In prison, he served. In Potiphar's house, he served. In the palace of Pharaoh, he served. Eventually, when all the chips were done and his family, they were afraid in Genesis chapter 50, verses 20 and 21, that what is going to happen to us? This man is going to punish us. What did he say there? He said, out of you, um, right, okay. If you can put the full screen there for me, please. Sorry, I probably should have forewarned you of that um, so that we all can see the full screen. I think I should read that to you, for you. All right. Okay, he said, now therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. Let's start from verse 20, please, if we may. God bless you. Verse 20, just a step back. He said, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Okay, now therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you. I will provide for you. My position is to serve you. What is in my hand is to give unto you. From the story we read, that boy, because in the account of John chapter 6, which was a little bit different from account of John chapter, Mark chapter 6 that we read, he said it was a little boy that had the five loaves and the two fish, but the boy knew that it was not meant for him alone. And for all intent and purposes, I think the boy was right. It, but he did not know that it will go that far. Where, if you know the average, if it, historically we can trace it back. If you see the average um, pita bread, and that is the common one that they had in Israel. You know, if you see the average pita bread, it's unlikely that a small boy will eat five of them. So the mother usually, when you go out, and have some mother they still do that, especially when you know your child is open to being not bullying, but, you know, being prevailed upon, let's put it nicely, to share what they have. You know, we used to do it for the children when they were younger. You see, and the particular one comes back and says, somebody has taken it. I say, the mother, we just put extra on it, at least. But you see, all those long, all those long throats, not very nice people, they even, no matter how much you give them, they take all. But thank God, in the hand of Jesus, it's a different story. So the mother actually taught the boy that when you are going, there might be, there might be a boy near you whom the mother forgot to give enough food unto. Share what you had. And see what became of that boy. Because he knew that what was in his hand was not only for him. Number three, whatever is in your hand without use diminishes in value. Whatever is in your hand without use, diminishes in value. If you don't use it, it will diminish in value. Now, may, don't know, let nobody, and don't let anyone listening to me, including myself, sit back, throw our heads back, and say, oh, well, you know, I use what God has given me. No, 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 no. None of us, I believe with all my heart, we are fully utilizing what God has given unto us, no matter your achievement. And with my fair knowledge of all human beings, there is a reservoir in us that it is nearly impossible to fully tap into. And so we remember that whatever he has given unto you, if you don't use it, it diminishes in value. A seed that bites alone, unless it falls to the ground and is planted. John chapter 12, verse 24. And it was the same story with that man who was given a talent and didn't use it. I'm moving very quickly now. And we can find a little bit of time to pray. Number four, 
Whatever is in your hand, appreciate in value when it is in Jesus' hand. And that is the crux of our message today. Whatever is in your hand, appreciate in value when it is in Jesus' hand. One of the painful things that I see um, in the many years as an adult, and especially in the many years that I have the great honor of serving the body of Christ in one form or another, is that there were too many people who have not discovered what God has called them to do. Too many. Too many. And it's one of my greatest heart passion. You see, I see some people very good with, you know, something that I've identified. And because some of them have spoken unto them, and I discovered that why are you aligned this to life, Fado? Um, I, I don't want to share all my life with you. But, you know, for the rest of this lockdown, whatever we call it, I'm drawing a new timetable for myself. And I pray, please, if you don't, if you never pray for me, pray for me in this one. Out of this, something good will come out. Because I've drawn a timetable for myself. I'm going into a stricter regiment and discipline more than ever before. Do the normal things, do the praying, do all the things I'm doing, I'll be doing. But I have got another major project that I must execute during this time. I know it. And so just this morning, when I was preparing, the Lord brought it back to my heart. I said, Lord, please help me. I beg of you. I've not really come around to ask you to pray for me, but I'm asking you to pray for me in this one. Because the hand is also pointing at me as it's pointing at you that you must not allow what God has put in your hand to depreciate in value, but you must use it. And I mean it. I'm, I, I can nearly scream unto you, pray for me. And so, if I can talk to you like that, I think wisdom deserves. Wisdom asks. <laughs> now, the geo kept talking. and we, Life is about scaling. And you look around. People that don't do life in life because they don't know how to scale. They don't look around and look around. And I say, well, if... I remember when I was called to ministry. You know, it was a struggle for me. But the Lord pointed and I said, look, calm down, boy. Look at, look at that one. Look at that one. They all had good pedigree possibly better than yours. They all had good things they could have fallen back on, and, but they left it. And my hand dropped. I said, okay, Lord, because that would be absolutely arrogant of me. I mean, I've not got two heads. I'm not in any way far better than them. I said, well, so man, I look around you. Just look around. And so I look at those ahead of me, like Daddy Gio, kept saying that he's, he's concerned. It's not finished what God has called. I said, you've not finished? You still, you still working? Oh, don't, please don't condemn us with this thing you are saying. Because you, you, the way you are going, you, we won't. But thank God, grace is available. Somebody say, grace. Grace is available. So let nobody sit back and throw back your head. Oh, pastor, let me throw all the more. Say to the plebeians, we are in the upper class there. We have sorted. Nobody is. So if I spend a lot of time on that, if that is one thing you will take into this week, and you will propose in your heart that you will move to the next level and use fully what God has given unto you, you are made. If it's wrong, put, straighten it and start using it again. If it has been stamped upon, if somebody have unfortunately fell sick and threw up on it, clean it and keep using it. Don't let anything stop you. Life is short. But God will see you to the end of your journey in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ spoke unto one of the great fathers of our faith, Peter, the apostle in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Hallelujah. I need to round this up now. There's a, there's, there's a straight. Let me just quote that Bible verse. Thank you, Lord. So in Mark 4, he said, and I will make you fishers of men, you know. Um, because he put that gift in the hand of Jesus, the gift of being 
a fisherman killing trouts and sardines and salmons and whatever fish they had in the lake of Galilee. And then Jesus said, you will now be catching other kind of fish of greater value. So that's the way I hope I have time. I wish I have time rather to really look into that because many things were coming to my heart about, you know, putting something or someone in Jesus. Life. Mark chapter 10, it says the same as well. He said they brought unto him many children, verse 13 to 16. He said they brought unto him many children and he carried them in their hands and he blessed them. Place your children in the hand of God. Place your neighbor. Place your parents. Place your spouse. Place people in God's hand. It is the easiest place to place them. And stop trying to change anybody. And see if you can change your own self. Finally, what is in your hand has been given to you by God. Do you need much talking to about that? Hopefully not. It's been given to you by God. And we have this Lord Jesus as our friend. He will rise up with me. I've caught the sermon. Because I have a prompting in my spirit that we should pray now. What a friend we have in Jesus. We will sing through all the three stanzas, I think, or thereabout. And our hearts shall be warmed and endeared to this Jesus Christ, the King of all. Can strike the right note for me.
mais você. Stanza finally, what a friend we have, what a friend we have in Jesus. Pray prayerfully, sing it prayerfully. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to Savior, still our refuge. Take it. Take it. Take it to the Lord. Let your prayer this afternoon be different. You're going to have a conversation with your friend. You've borne that weight for too long. You've carried that load for so long without turning onto your friend who is waiting nearby to give you a helping hand. He wants to give you a helping hand. Cast your body onto Jesus for he cares for you. Your body to Jesus, for He cares for you. Lord, 
Father, we cast our burdens on you. Talk to him. Just talk to him. Talk to him. Let no burden remain in your life by the end of the month of favor. Let none, please, cry out, plead with him. Do all you are. Let your heart warm towards him. Look beyond Pastor. Look beyond Chris Bailey. Look unto Jesus. Look beyond apostles and prophets of our time. Look beyond. Look beyond. Look unto Jesus. He's here. Jesus is here right now. Please, in your various homes, let's cry to him. You may be expecting me to dictate prayer points. I've got them written. But I sense that the Lord wants you and I to have serious time of intimacy with him. Please don't wish this time over. Utilize it. Utilize it. Don't say, Pastor, move on. No, I'm not. God is not. I believe with all my heart. Speak to him. Oh, speak to him. Speak to him. Cast your body. Place it in his hand. He's crumbled, yes. He's been trampled upon. Place your high life in his hand again. It may have not been turning out the way you wanted it to turn out. But say, Jesus, I give to you. I give my heart. I give my life. I give my job. I give my business. I give my ministry. I give my health. I give my all. I give my relationship to you. And you know how to multiply it so that many can eat out of it. Because the comfort with which I shall be comforted, many will buy it also be comforted. Don't stay in the dump anymore. Don't stay in the pit anymore. Let him lift you out. Oh, Jesus, 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 our Lord. We bless you, Lord. should just pray for you at this stage. One of the prayers I have written here is, Father, I accept and celebrate all you have given me. They may be messed up, but the value still remains. Still the same value.
Supro Korikata Sandiria Kalibu. It's not going to fail anymore because it's in Jesus' heart. That thing is not going to struggle anymore because it's in the Master's heart. Oh, hear our prayers, oh God. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.